Good Monday morning podcast. I am Chef Ben, and this is Food and Five, brought to you by How to Not Burn Shit.com, your modern culinary manual. And today we are looking at five quick cooking tips to start your week off right. Let's jump right into it. Rock hard avocados. So there are a few things worse than going to the grocery store to buy avocados, only to find that they are all hard as a rock. Waiting two or three days for the avocados to ripen before you can make your guacamole is really annoying. Luckily, there's a quick tip that can take your avocado from rock hard to ready to guac overnight. The secret is flour. Regular old all-purpose flour. Take your avocados and completely submerge them in it. Don't peel them or anything. They go in the flour completely whole. The reason this works is that there is an enzyme in the flour that speeds up the ripening process. When you're ready to use your avocados, just give them a rinse in cold water and you are ready to go. Number two, sweet corn. Corn on the cob is one of those great summertime treats. Covered in butter, salt, and pepper, and eaten under the summer sun, there are a few things better. But what if I told you that there was a way to make that sweet corn taste even better than it already does? Generally, when we cook things in water, we add salt. This raises the boiling temperature, which ideally allows the water to stay at the boiling point when we add items to be cooked. This is true when we cook most things. However, corn and beans uh, actually toughen when cooked with salt. When cooking corn on the cob, rather than adding salt to the water, add sugar. Add the same amount of sugar as you normally would salt. Adding sugar to the cooking water for the corn will cause it to be more tender and flavorful. It will come away from the cob easier and overall will just be more delicious. I've also heard that cooking corn in milk works really well, though I've never personally done it, but it's worth a shot. Uh, preheat. One mistake that people often make when cooking is that they don't let things preheat. Whether it's your oven, barbecue, or pan, 99% of the time you want to preheat fully. There are a few different reasons for this. Number one, when searing meat or seafood in a pan or on a barbecue, preheating helps to prevent things from sticking. When a piece of meat or seafood hits the surface of a hot pan, a brown crust will be formed. This is called the Maillard reaction. The amino acids in the meat are reacting with the heat of the pan and turning brown and forming a crust. This crust causes a release from the pan or grill, making things not stick. If you're cooking and meat is sticking to the pan or grill, chances are you didn't let it heat up enough, or you're trying to flip it too soon. Let uh, let the item sit for another minute or two and it should release on its own. Number two, when stir-frying vegetables, the whole idea is to use high heat to cook quickly. It's very important that the walker pan be very hot when the vegetables go in, and this is true for stir-frying meat as well. As the vegetables, or meat, cook, they release moisture. And the pan needs to be hot enough that this moisture evaporates on contact or you will end up with a pool of liquid in the bottom of the pan. This will drastically cool the pan, leading to more liquid coming out of the vegetables and more liquid pooling in the bottom of the pan. Rather than having crisp yet tender stir-fried vegetables, you will have soggy boiled veg, which is not what you want at all. This principle is the same when cooking in the oven as well. Uh, And there is a final reason why preheating is good. Uh, Browned meats uh, just taste better. They have more flavor. Uh, and they're, they have a better texture generally. Uh, cold pan crispy bacon. This is one of the few exceptions to the preheat rule. When cooking bacon, if you want it really crispy but not burnt to a crisp, start it in a cold pan. By cold, I just mean room temperature. No oil, nothing, just bacon in a pan. Put the pan on a burner over medium-low heat and let it do its thing. What's going to happen is that the pan, as the pan heats up, the fat from the bacon is going to be rendered. This just means that the fat will melt away from the bacon. The bacon then will then slowly cook in its own fat, and the temperature of the pan won't reach a point where the bacon is going to burn. 
This technique will lead to bacon that is really crispy, delicious, and flavorful. Seriously, give it a shot. Lemons. Actually, citrus in general. Juicing citrus can be a pain in the ass sometimes. Occasionally, it seems that you can squeeze until your heart's content and nothing is going to come out. To get around this problem and maximize the amount of juice you can get out of your citrus, there is a two-step process. And this works if you're juicing citrus by hand, but if you're using a machine, don't really worry about it. Step one, uh, the first step is to roll the citrus between your hand and the counter. Uh, the idea is that you want to loosen the insides of the citrus. You don't want to use too much force though because the fruit can break open. Um, so just you know, put lemon or lime or orange or whatever on the counter and just put, a, put your hand on top and just roll it for 30 or 40 seconds. Step two, the second and final step in this process is to cut the citrus north to south and off center rather than across the equator like we normally done. So imagine you have a lemon uh, and you would cut it normally, right? So if the top and the bottom of the lemon where the root would come out and where, the, or where it would attach to the tree and where the stem would come out are the north and the south, you would cut it right across the middle normally. In this process, you want to cut it north to south. So from where the stem would come out to where the root comes out and just off center so you're not cutting right through the core. Um, when you do this, you're actually working with the natural structure of the fruit rather than fighting against it. And this causes the citrus to release way more juice than it normally would. And if you want a kind of diagram of this, go to howtonotburnshit.com. Um, today's post, same title as this podcast, and it'll have a diagram at the very bottom. Actually, I think it'll be the header image. It'll show you exactly kind of what I'm talking about. Um, and so the first thing you want to do is cut off the two sides and put the citrus flat, and you're going to cut off the two smaller sides, and then you'll squeeze all four sides plus the middle, and you'll get tons and tons of juice out of it. Now, quick disclaimer, if you have any cuts on your hands, this is going to sting like a son of a bitch, but the citrus is actually really good for the cuts. Just saying. So there you go, uh, five quick tips to help you start your week. I hope that you have a fantastic week. Uh, I hope that you, you know, got something out of this. And I'll be back tomorrow with a fantastic episode of Food History. Until then, I'll see you soon.